apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones had first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser along here with Justin D'Onofrio, and it's here. Championship Sunday. We got two big, big games, uh, arguably the four best teams in football, in my opinion. I think they are the four best teams in football with the 49ers, Eagles, and the Bengals. And we're going to start with the NFC Championship game between the 49ers and the Eagles. I think this is a, this is going to be a really, really good game. I think I think uh, the, both these two teams obviously very deserving to be here. I think I think uh, the, the bigger biggest difference though in this game than in the game the Eagles played last week is the Eagles are going to play a team. They obviously are playing a better team, but they're playing a team that is going to be committed to running the football. And we know the one of the only only weakness of the Philadelphia Eagles has been their run defense. But recently, since Week Twelve, since that Green Bay game, they've only allowed one team to have their running backs go for over. 100 yards and that and, and that was against the Saints in, in week 17 outside of that their run defense is much improved and the, and the thing but the thing with San Francisco is in this 12 game winning, winning streak they have rushed for over 100 yards 11 times so something has to give on Sunday and in my opinion I think the 49ers are going to get the going to get the ground game going I think they're going to get that ground game going with uh with, with Christian McCaffrey I think I, th- I think he'll have a pretty good game on the ground make life a little bit easier for easy for Brock Purdy and I do think Jalen Hurts has a good game, but I think there's a couple things that are going to hurt him in this game. I think the 49ers are going to contain that Eagles ground game. The 49ers 
one of the best team, the best team against the run this year. I think they're going to contain the Eagles' ground game. That's the biggest going to be the biggest difference to the Eagles this week is they're not going to have the same kind of running game as they had last week. I think that he contain, I think that the Niners' defense contains the ground game, and I do think that forces Hurts to make a mistake. I think I think it's kind of the same story as last week. I think Brock Purdy is the quarterback who makes less mistakes in this game. I do think Jalen Hurts does make a mistake in this game, and I look at the coaching, and I'm going to take I'm going to take. Uh, I know Nick Sirianni's done a great job this year but I'm going to take Kyle Shanahan over Nick Sirianni any day of the week. The Niners, they have the experience playing this game. It's the third time in four years they've been in this game. The Eagles is the first time since 2017 they've been in this game. So I think this is a really, really close competitive game. I think it comes down to the end, but I have the 49ers getting to the Super Bowl for the second time in four years, beating the Eagles 23-20. to But Justin, can Jalen Hurts lead the Eagles to their second Super Bowl in six years? Yeah, I think he does this week. I got the Eagles 27 to 20. Um, for me, I thought, you know, one of the worries coming to the playoffs was how healthy was Jalen Hurts' shoulder. He looked really good last week. Um, you know, looked like he didn't have any problems out there. And I think the Eagles are going to be able to run the football. I think they'll have success this year. I also like the Niners in, in some of their road games this year. They they have not looked good. You know, like they dropped that game, the Falcons. I know they had that crazy weather game against the bears like they really haven't played great in true road games i feel like some you know most of their games this year and obviously you're going to philadelphia you know they were cheering against the raiders late in week 17 um so i think philly at home that place is going to be a madhouse i think i think Jalen hurts plays well and i think also the eagles defense you know i think when the niners skill guys you know have you know have have the ball in their hands. I think, you know, the Eagles defense have been pretty good at allow, not allowing big plays. And I think that that's going to be a big key. And also too, San Fran, they're two and four this year when allowing um, over nine to nine rushing yards. I think the Eagles can go over a hundred yards rushing this week. And I think at home, Dylan Hurts makes enough plays. I think AJ Brown has a nice day. And I think Purdy does make a big interception or two in this one. And I think the Eagles at home find a way to win. Two things. You talk about the Niners struggles on the road. You talk about the Bears game. You talk about the Falcons game. You talk about the Broncos game. I know you talk about the Raiders game too, and you have a point. You do have a point with that game. But for for, for those three games, the, the Bronco game, the uh, the the Falcon game, and the Bears game, what was the common denominator in those games? They didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Since this team has had Christian McCaffrey, it's eleven and one. So so yeah, it, the, the, those games were early in the season. The 49ers are playing as well as any team right now. So those so the road struggles. I'm not concerned about that. But the second point I am concerned about, and that, and that is Brock Purdy playing by two, uh, play, uh, playing being down two scores. If Brock Purdy is down by multiple scores in this game, the 49ers are in trouble. The 49ers cannot get way behind in this game. I know they got behind against the Raiders in that Week 17 game, but Purdy drove them down the field for a touchdown and then stood them through an interception. Jalen Hurts is not going to do that. So if if and obviously the Eagle defense is much better than the, than the Raiders defense defense. So if the if the 49ers do get behind by two two scores in the second half, they are in big big trouble in this game. The 49ers cannot play this game from from the 49ers cannot uh, play this game from way behind. They got to be in the lead or be down maybe like three nothing or seven nothing. That that's it. They can't get way behind in this game where they are going to be in big trouble because that Philadelphia pass rush is going to tee off on Brock Purdy. Oh, absolutely. Remember last week at halftime, Aaron Andrews was saying, um, you know, Shane wasn't happy that they couldn't block. And arguably the Eagles pass rush is better than the Cowboys defensive um, front it seven. Is. So it is that, you know, that that's another worry I have in this one. So yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. If, if they cannot get out ahead, they, they get behind. I think it, it, it could be very tough for them to come back and win this football game. Cause yeah, the Eagles could have success in the ground game. 
And I, I thought, you know, obviously Dak didn't play well last week. And I thought that was a, you know, you know, like um, Dallas left a lot of kind of points on there and the Niners kicked a lot of field goals. Like they're going to have to score touchdowns too this week because the Eagles, if they kicked, you know, what was it? Three, four fuels again, the Eagles are going to beat them. So they, they got to be able to convert, convert in the red zone and, and get six points this week. Not like, not like last week. Cause that, that will come back to bite them. Absolutely. They got to convert those, th- those touchdowns, to field goals. Dak handed them pretty much th- Dak handed them three points this week. If Dak, there's a, if the, the if Jalen Hurts throws a pick in, in Eagles territory, that's gotta be, that's gotta be seven instead of three. They, yeah, they were very, very lucky last week that Dak Prescott didn't play well. And a big reason why that game was close was because the 49ers did not get their running game going until 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 the fourth quarter. That cannot happen this week. If they don't get that running game going, they're, they're going to be in trouble because Phil, because you have to score more than 19 points to beat Philadelphia. The 49ers, in my opinion, are going to score more than 20 points to win this game. And they can't be, they can't have a game where they're not running. The, they can't be, they can't have a game where they're under like 50 yards rushing going into the fourth quarter. That's not going to work this week. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, it, it's not. And I feel like, too, you know, um, the Niners, too, last week, they got a couple of plays where, you know, broken coverage or something, you know, Purdy, you know, missed a throw or something. They they did have a couple of big plays. But, like, I think the Eagles defense, yeah, they're going to kind of limit those big plays. Yeah, the running game for the Niners has as you got to get going early on in that game because, yeah, they're, they're there's no way they're, they're going to – it's going to be a struggle if they got to come back from behind. You know, it, it really will. I know, yeah, that Raider game, but they're – the Raiders literally let everybody come back on them this year. They the only one I didn't take advantage of was the Patriots. So that, exactly, that, that's the pretty much. Yeah, the Raiders yeah. blew a ton of leads this year, so you really can't oh, yeah. count them. Yeah, it's, it's it was like five or six of them. So you know that that that's good for for pretty he, able to kind of been able to do it at least once. But yeah, this is totally a different challenge this week. And yeah, the Niners they're gonna yeah like I, they definitely have to score over twenty. But yeah, they can't get in a shootout. Like they got to keep it low twenties. You know, mid third, you know, mid twenties to early, you know, twenties in that range to kind of win that game because, yeah, I think over like 24, 27 point range, I don't think they're gonna be able to score that much this week with with Purdy. So, yeah, they gotta kind of be able to win in that way, and you know, yeah, they they can they they gotta be able to convert on turnovers when they got that chance because um, it, it's gonna be very tough to beat you know, if they it beat the Eagles they can't this week. Oh, oh, absolutely, without without a doubt. And, yeah, but the thing is, is why I think the Niners are going to win is I do think they are going to be able to run – they're going to be able to run the football this week. And I, and I said it in my opening state in my opening statement when I, when I, when I, when I talked about the game. Uh, it's, 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 I think this is a little bit of a coaching mismatch. I think I will take Kyle Shanahan over Nick – I like Nick Sirianni. He's done a really good job, but I'm taking Kyle Shanahan. I think – I do – the Eagles probably – are are the more talented team they have the better quarterback but where i'm why i'm taking the niners is i'm going with the coach and i'm going with the experience of this team in this game this is the third time this niners team has been in the nfc championship game the last time the eagles were in was in 2017 and they real outside of brandon graham fletcher cox and lane johnson those were the only three guys that were on that roster uh from for that run that super bowl winning team in 2017 the niners it's pretty much been the same team the last four years outside of the quarterback yeah, yeah. position yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, the experience the Niners have, they've been in here multiple times the last couple of years. You know, they've been in Super Bowl, have had the lead late in that in the Super Bowl. So yeah, you know, it, it's a team that's very, you know, understands this moment, under knows, understands how to kind of win this game. Um, the one point with the coaching, yeah, you know, the one thing I worry about with Shanahan, the clock management, some big spots, like in big games, is not great. Like the end of the half last week, I didn't think it was great. 
Um, you know, so it's like, you know, you go back to the Super Bowl. Like, I feel like sometimes the playoffs, it's clock management in, in some spots hasn't been great. It could be better. But, yeah, Shannon's still one of the best, and, you, and you've seen what he's been able to do quarterbacks. But, yeah, Sir- Sirianni's had been unbelievable. That's the one kind of worry I have with Shanahan, um, you know, in coaching this spot. But, um, or, you know, if it comes down to something like that. But, yeah, you know, both coaches have done an excellent job with their with their teams again with Sirianni with this kind of start that they had last year um you know they they really struggled they figured it out I know they you know have the toughest schedule last year but it's you know they're what 15 one at Jalen Hurts this year the development of you know he's done a great job with the development of um Jalen Hurts this year oh without a doubt without a doubt he's 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 oh an, an outstanding job with J- Jalen Hurts uh, with Jalen Hurts here and I like what you brought up with Shanahan the, the clock management we all remember the Super Bowl against the Patriots when, when he was the OC of the Falcons we mm-hmm. remember that uh remember that Super Bowl against the Niners and he's got to tell Elijah Mitchell there against the Cowboys yeah, you got to get out of bounds that was you mean get down get down get down get down that yeah, game was down, over yeah. and he and they gave the Cowboys an extra minute because he didn't mm-hmm. he, he didn't get down there yeah. Yeah, he did. I know that. Yeah, because he got down. That that's pretty much the game. And um, luckily for them, that Dallas decides that Ezekiel Elliott snapping the football there. Oh, <laughs> that's another story for another day. That team right there. That's another story for another uh, day. There. That was great. That that was great. No, that Dallas Cowboys always finding a new way to lose a football game. Exactly. Um, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, you think you've seen it all, and they and they find a yeah. way to do something stupid. You you think oh, you've yeah. seen it all from the Cowboys, and they find and they find they do what they did on Sunday. Oh yeah, every year, every year it's something new with them. To, to why uh, watching the Cowboys find ways to lose like that? Um, but yeah, you know, like that, that, yeah, the Mitchell one. That that's another one. Yeah, that again, knowing clock or game management right there, situations. Yeah, he's got to get down and just yeah, because that's pretty much the game. They get enough, you know, the first down there. They bailed Dallas out. They couldn't take advantage of it though. But yeah, it's a big moment like that. Um. No, again, we'll see. You know, Sirianni could have a slip up like that or something too. Again, the, the Eagles could it, it, you know, could obviously happen. Um, but yeah, that's like my one, one worry there with Shannon because again, that that could be costly against an Eagles team that could score. You know, that can score pretty quickly. That they have the ability yeah. to hit some big plays. Like for example, if you if they do that in like a a, a touchdown and they're they're down by a field, they, say they're up by three and they and you know Elijah Mitchell does that. There's a there's a very good chance that, that again in this game that Philly could tie the game with the game winning field goal. Again, last week, yeah, they made a bonehead play late, but they were lucky the Cowboys made another bonehead play. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, which yeah, and again, more than likely the Eagles aren't going to make that play. You know, they're not going to make that dumb play that's going to cost them the football game. You know, so yeah, that that that's something that yeah the Niners got to be a little bit smarter about this week. Yeah, it's a team the Cowboys really could not take um, take advantage of their mistakes. In Philadelphia, will especially at Philly, that you know, um, that you know, that it, it's it's a place to it's you know, you give that out, you know, you give that crowd, um, a couple you know, things to cheer about early on or late in that game that you, you kind of continue to give the Eagles life, it's going to be very hard to um, knock them out. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now, continuing to talk about the Niners and Brock Purdy, the big question is: is if the if if the Niners win, is Purdy their guy going forward? I think, and I would say no. I think they have to, at minimum, I think got to win the Super Bowl for Purdy to be their guy because they drafted a guy two years ago. Oh, we got let's see, what we got from from Hector. I feel Purdy has more ideal support to to help negate through difficult defense than Hurts does. 
and uh, yeah, Herdy does have uh, Herdy does have that have that support to get get. Yeah, I feel Purdy has a more ide- ideal kind of support to help navigate through a difficult defense than and Hertz does. Yeah, but I think both rosters are pretty pretty evenly matched. I think they they both have good offensive lines. They both have good weapons. They're both two of the top rosters in the league. So I think it's pretty even in in, in that case. Yeah, because you go down the line, the running backs. Yeah, you probably give it to McCaffrey, but the Eagles still, you know, with Sanders, Scott, that's a pretty good running back room. You know, AJ Brown's phenomenal. Then yeah, Debo Samuel. Well, you know, Kittle's probably got the edge a little bit over Goddard. Um, but again, you know. But Goddard so is a pretty good tight end in his own right. So yeah, I think both both are pretty good. Um, maybe I do give a little bit to pre with Shanahan being the coach. I, I see Ryan's doing a heck of a job, but I've seen a little bit more from Shanahan with, with Purdy and what he's been able to do with throughout with his all of his quarterbacks. So maybe I do get you know with the coaching staff a little bit to Purdy. But yeah, I think it's pretty close. Yeah. So now going back to if the Niners win, is Purdy their guy? I don't think I don't think so. If they win this game, Purdy's their guy. I think they at minimum have to win the Super Bowl because let's not forget they used their number three overall pick on uh, on Trey Lance, and they gave up two first round picks to get Trey Lance. So I think at minimum they got to win the Super Bowl. I know Purdy's done a great job uh, filling in, but uh, he was a, he was mystery relevant. He was the last pick in the draft. I think they've invested too much into Trey Lance. Not for him not to be the starting quarterback unless they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, you know, I think yeah, if they didn't trade up for Lance and all that, I think you know, it comes down maybe to con- competition in the summer. Yeah, but yeah, with everything you gave up for Trey Lance, I you gotta stick with him. I know he hasn't been healthy yet, you know, or, or too much. He's but and I know yeah, Purdy's done a great job filling in here. Um, it's you know he's in the perfect situation right now, um, to to succeed. But yeah, with everything you gave up for Trey Lance, you're not like if you know. There's no way another team's gonna give you a first pick right now for Trey Lance. You just haven't seen it. Like, you're not gonna get your investment back for Trey Lance right now. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's a bad look for the organization to quit on Trey Lance now with everything you invested in. So, yeah, unless they win the Super Bowl, that's you know, it, it'll be a very tough situation for San, San Francisco when it, if it gets to that point. But yeah, right now I, I still think you have to go Trey Lance, even though I, you know, everything you've seen from Purdy, he's looked really good. But yeah, with everything you invested, you got to stick with Lance. And the thing is, though, yes, Brock Purdy has played well, but he's obviously the is one of the top defenses. He's the best defense in football, and in every single game, oh, they've that he's played in the seven in the seven games that he's won the team has rushed for over a hundred yards in every single game. So he's never really had a game where he's had to, he's had to do it on his own. So if, if, if yeah, my, my, my point is, is unless they win the Super Bowl, I think it's Trey Lance's job going forward. And even if, if they win the Super Bowl, I still think it's a competition between the two. Yeah. I think it would have to with everything yeah, that they gave up for Trey Lance. It, 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 it has to, um, you know, again, it, it's going to be tough. You know, we had Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, he's done a heck of a job. Yeah, he's, you know, the, the team around him has been great. The coaching staff's done a really good job with him. You know, all the pieces kind of fit in the place with Purdy. You know, he was a guy that started four years at Iowa State. So, again, he had, a, you know, he's had a ton of experience starting-wise. So, um, you'd see the maturity in him. But, yeah, it just – it's such a tough decision, you know, to not give, you know, quarterback to kind of get you that Super Bowl and win you it. But – with that, yeah, with everything you gave up for him, 
it's got to, I think, yeah, come down to competition and see kind of who the better guy is coming down in the summer. Um, because it's, yeah, it just, it's a bad look for the organization. Well, you know, it'd be tough for the or It would be a bad look if you trade up all that. You, he didn't really get a shot, but because of Purdy, you know, playing the way he did, it, it it's a it's a really tough call for the organization if he wins it or if Purdy does find a way to win the Super Bowl for him. Yeah, it's it's such a tough situation. Oh yeah, it definitely will be if that ends up happening. But we'll see what happens with Brock Purdy in the next two weeks. But we got to move on to the AFC Championship game as a rematch of last year's game between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Uh, and uh, in, in 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 this game. I think Mahomes' injury is definitely going to play a factor. I do think Kansas City's defense is going to keep him in the game. I do think that they're going to keep him in it. I do think that – because it is going to be – like the game in week 13, 57 degrees, the weather was perfect. The weather won't be perfect. It'll be cold in Kansas City, so I it'll be in like the 20s. So I think that the weather could play a factor. But I do think the, the Bengals – Joe Burrow is a good game. I don't think they'll run the ball as well as they did last week. Kansas City is pretty good against the run. But I do think Burrow throws a touchdown pass or two. And I do think Mahomes guts it out. He throws maybe a touchdown pass or two. The biggest – maybe a touchdown pass, but, but, but I don't think he throws multiple touchdown passes. The biggest thing for Kansas City in this game is they need Isaiah Pacheco to have a big game to have a chance to win this game. They need to. But why I don't think they're going to win is I think that the Bengals are going to contain Pacheco. I think it, it is close and it and it comes right down to the end. But when with with Mahomes healthy, with Mahomes banged up, I'm going to take the better quarterback in Joe Burrow. And I got the Bengals getting to the Super Bowl for the second consecutive year. But Justin, can Mahomes finally beat Joe Burrow and get the Chiefs to their third Super Bowl in four years? No, I got the the uh, Bengals as well, twenty to twenty three. I think that high angle sprain Mahomes is dealing with, I think, could be a little bit too much this week. Because again, mobility is a huge part of Patrick Mahomes' game, and again, I, I think he's really going to struggle with that. If you know, I, he's not going to be one hundred percent usually because a high angle sprain is a couple weeks. You know, you see guys going out for. So I can't imagine he'll be at full strength. And I think the Bengals, what they did last week against Josh Allen, they you know they pretty much made him a pocket passer. The way they kind of blitzed him coming off from the cornerbacks. I think they kind of do the same type of things this week. And I think the Bengals get after them. Um, may not be as easy as it was for the Bengals last week. Cause again, Allen literally dropped back and you know, there's already a couple guys in space. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, and I think for Kansas city when um, Mahomes went out last week, they kind of, they really changed their game plan of, you know, just kind of controlling the football, you know, running the ball. They, they ended up holding the ball 10 more minutes than the Jags did. Um, and I feel like that's what they're going to have to do this week. But as as you said, I, I think the Bengals are going to contain the rushing game of the Chiefs. I think that's what's going to um, I think that's going to be the difference in this one. And the Chiefs, though, this year they're thirteen and one when they rush over for hundred yards, and their only loss was against the Bengals. And I, I think they struggle this week to um, to run the football enough this week. And I think Joe Burrow, you know, finds a way to uh, gut it out. And I think the Bengals go back at the Arrowhead and beat them again. Yeah, I think yeah, Mahomes' injury is big, and if you're Lou, if you're Lou Amarumo, you got if you're not if you're not getting pressure with four, you got you got a blitz because you could play man coverage against against these uh, these, these Chiefs receivers. But I feel like I feel like, how, how you play it if you're Lou Amarumo, you're definitely doubling Travis Kelsey. You're you, you do not let him beat you like the Jaguars did. That was a poor game plan by the Jaguars to let Kelsey beat them. And I think I think you play man coverage, and I think you play. If you're not getting there with four, you got to blitz. I think you got to blitz because you know Mahomes and this. You know Mahomes is a mobile, so so you so you really really 
got, got, got a blitz. And obviously for the Chiefs, I brought it up. Pacheco is so crucial. Yep, control the clock. That 98, the biggest reason they won that game was because of that 98-yard drive they had. They won the, the biggest reason the Chiefs won against Jacksonville was because of that 98-yard drive. That was humongous. That was humongous in that game. And Pacheco is a huge key. Pacheco is a huge key. He had a good game against the Bengals last week. We'll see if he has a good game against the Bengals this week. He is so key for for no, I mean for the Chiefs. He is so key for the Chiefs if they want to win this game against the Bengals. And but here's the thing: if Joe Mixon has the game he had last week. I don't think the Chiefs have a chance because I think the Bengals are putting up over 30 points if that's the case. I only got the Bengals putting up 24 because I think they're going to contain Mixon. If Mixon has the games he had last week, that Bengals team is putting up over 30 points, and I think the Bengals are winning the game going away. But I think they're going to contain them. I think the game's going to be uh, going to be close, but I think the biggest reason why the Bengals go to the Super Bowl is because of Mahomes' Mahomes's injury. Yeah, I'm there with you. You know, I, I thought maybe, you know, he's healthy. You know, they, they find a way. Because the Chiefs are, I mean, the Bengals are just playing so well um, that maybe it's something like last year where the Bengals kind of continue to kind of have to fight to find their way in, like the you know, like the Chiefs did last year to kind of get that by in the crazy game they played against Buffalo last year, the divisional game. They just kind of ran out of steam, and I figured maybe there's a chance that that could happen the Bengals this year. Um, but yeah, with Mahomes' injury, I just think you know the mobility. I think it's just we know he that's such a huge part of Mahomes' game. And I just don't think it's really going to be there this week. And I, I think the Bengals take advantage of that. And I think it's just going to be too difficult for, um, you know, the, the Chiefs and I, I, you know, to to find a way to outscore Joe Burrow in that offense this week. Um, you now on the defensive end, yeah, I think you know Chris Jones needs to be like a game record this week. Buffalo got, you know, Cincinnati. We know has such a um, they're so banged up on the O line that um. Buffalo really couldn't take advantage of that. They need Chris Jones to be able to take advantage of that this week. Absolutely. Chris Jones has got to be huge. He's got to be huge in the pass game, and he's got to get pressure on Joe Burrow. The reason the Bengals had success on offense last week is they were were able to run the ball, so that negated the pressure that the Bills were going to put on Joe Burrow. If they, if they, if uh, this is why I think the Bengals won't get into the 30s this week, if they can contain that running game, they're the Chiefs, especially Chris Jones, is going to get pressure because the Bengals are banged up in that offensive line. That's Chris Jones is definitely an X factor. If Chris Jones wrecks this game, that's a definitely there are two things the Chiefs got to do. Pacheco has got to have a hum- Pacheco's got to have a big game. Two guys who got to have big games on Sunday: Isaiah Pacheco and Chris Jones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um. Pacheco, yeah, he's been great. Seventh round pick out of Rutgers. He's done it all in the special teams. Um, you know, he's he's been a really nice fit. You know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire hasn't really worked out for him. Um, they found that guy, you know, Jared McKinnon's had a really good year as well, um, coming for him. But yeah, Pacheco needs to have a big game. You know, the Bengals were great against that last week, but Buffalo just Buffalo wasn't built to win the snow in January last. They they just it, it you know, it you know, that that kind of came again, you know, worked against them last week. And then, yeah, for um, Chris Jones, if he can be a game wrecker, you know, because Joe Burrow never gets rattled. Like, that guy, he's calm never, in every never. situation. He's the closest thing I think we've seen to Tom Brady in, in, in big games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I completely agree with that. You know, he just he's not faced by anything. And, you know, he got sacked so many times last week or last year. So, I don't, you know, like, you know, I don't know if you're going to phase him. But, yeah, if you can just get after him, sack him, make him throw something on the run, um, just try to just, you know, make him get rid of the ball quicker than he wants to. I think that could be a huge factor in the game. Oh, absolutely. 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 So talk, speaking of Joe Burrow, this is why we love Hector, because this was going to be my next yeah. point. He's, his comments leading me to my next point. He made a comment. So if Burrow beats Mahomes, does this make Burrow the best quarterback in the AFC? 
I think I, I, here, here's the thing. Our question was, is, is Burrow the number one quarterback in the NFL? If the, uh, if the Bengals win this game and uh, to both those, to both those points, I am going to say no. And here's my reason why. And the big, and the question is if Burrow wins, is he the best quarterback in, in the game? If, if, if Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl, is he the best quarterback in the game? I am going to say no. And here's why Burrow has got to win the Super Bowl for me to take that top spot over Patrick Mahomes. I know if Burrow wins this, he's four and against Patrick Mahomes, but for me, he's, he's got to win the Super Bowl for me to put him ahead of Patrick Mahomes. To me, he's the second best. Like we had this question last week with him and Jeff, between him and Josh Allen. If he was, if he would, if he would pass Josh Allen as the second best quarterback in the league, if he went, if he won the game uh, last week in Buffalo, for me, he did pass Josh Allen as the second best quarterback in the league. But right now, I still have Mahomes as the best. And even if Burrow wins, I still think Mahomes is the best because Mahomes isn't healthy going into this game. To me, Joe Burrow has to win the Super Bowl for him to be the best quarterback in the in, in the game, not just win on Sunday. I'm going to say, you know, I'll take the other side. I'll go with Joe Burrow. And I ooh, think ooh. part of it, too, for me is the way he's changed his franchise. You know, again, I know when he got hurt, you know, that rookie year, he came in here, looked good. But again, like going into that, we we're all talking Zach Taylor's going to get fired and all that. Um, he's really changed his whole kind of, I know they had Andy Dolan. He was a good franchise quarterback, but he couldn't get him over this hump. But now he's been able to do it. He's changed this, just the whole narrative of this franchise. It was a team that always found a way to choke in the playoffs, could never close the door. I know he hasn't won it yet. He's had one appearance. I think, you know, if they win this one, they they, they got a good shot to do it, you know, um, to finally win it this year and get there. But the way he's changed it, and as you mentioned too, he's the closest thing we've seen to Brady. He's just not faced. He's just calm. calm. You know, he was at LSU, like, again, big moment on the road at an SEC environment. He wasn't, he didn't, he was never phased. He was always calm in the big moments. Like I just, the, the way he goes about it, you know, on the, on the field, his poise and all that, um, you know, the throws that he can make. I know he hasn't won it yet, but man, he's, he's just changed his entire franchise. I think. You make good points how he's changed the franchise, but I, he, to me, and I'm going to keep saying, I'm going to keep saying this until he wins it. He has got to win a Super Bowl to be better than Patrick Mahomes. I know he's changed the frame. I know, I know, you know, you could you make the argument, Mahomes, the Chiefs were already good when they got him, but Mahomes got it done. Burrow, I mean, oh, I know Burrow very easily could do it this year, but he is, he has not won that Super Bowl yet. And, and I know he would be, you know, 4-0 against Mahomes if he wins this game, but I, I still would say, now, if Burrow wins, wins the next two games, I think it's his league. I think if Burrow wins the next two games and he's the Super Bowl MVP, it's his league. He overtakes Mahomes, in my opinion. But right now, I still have Mahomes as the best quarterback in the league, and that's not going to change after Sunday. Even yeah, and if, I, even I, if the Bengals win. I can see, yeah, I, and I and I do see why. Yeah, with the Super Bowl wins, I, I agree. You know, those are a huge part of it. Um, you know, that, that is, you know, that he's got, that Mahomes does have that Super Bowl. Again, you know, I just go last year too. The way that Bengals team just came to the playoffs, everybody was doubting them. Again, he just the, the way they went out. Again, they they had a chance there at the end to get the win against the Rams. Again, Aaron Donald just got after him. It was just you know too much of a, and, of a and, pass and to and knock him off. And let's be honest, there was poor, there was poor coaching at the end of yeah. there with 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 Zach Taylor not having Joe Mixon in the game. And that's where your point. Mm. That's where you, you you have a good point. There is. Andy Reid's definitely a better coach than Zach Taylor. Do we really know if Zach yeah. Taylor's a great? I I think we have to say yeah. he's a good coach because he's won games. But is Zach Taylor Andy Reid? Not at all. No, no, and no. It, again, 
I forgot what the like his road record before having Burrow was like three and twenty. It it was something outrageous. Like it it was they were horrible. Again, I I was the guy that thought he was one of the worst coaches in the league before he got Burrow. Yeah, you know Burrow's been a look at look at LSU, yeah that LSU team had twenty two um NFL guys or or whatever like that whole team's in the NFL right now. Ed Orgeron was not a very good coach. He just had one of the greatest rosters that was ever built at the college level, and you saw what happened. So yeah, I, I you know. I, I think you do make a good point that coaching, you know, Andy Reid's one of the best coaches. Again, he's got a great offensive mind. He's always got a great game plan. He's, you know, again, he, he's great at scripting plays and all that. And yeah, I don't know how good of a head coach Zach Taylor is. I think, yeah, that, that should be more to Burroughs credit that again, I Taylor. Yeah. I, again, I, I, I was somebody, I thought he should have been fired after, um, you know, uh, oh, 13, I, I, 14, 13, 13 years. I remember we were ripping Zach Taylor. Oh, we yeah. were ripping him those first two years. And, and and we were even ripping him last year until he yeah. made that playoff run. So that's definitely where you, that's absolutely where you have. I, I could see, I know I could listen, absolutely listen to people who make the argument for Joe Burrow. If he beats Mahomes this week as being the best, the record, not having as good of a coach changing the franchise, but, but for me, you got to have that ring on your finger and Mahomes did stuff in that Super Bowl. That he made a play in that Super Bowl against the Niners that completely changed that game. That that honestly, outside of Aaron Rodgers in his prime, I don't think any other quarterback makes that play. So it, it it's really really close, and it's a great it's a great discussion. It's an it's a great discussion leading into this game. If Burrow wins, is he the guy? Is it his league? But I think for it to be your league, you got to have a championship. I mean, we said that for years. With LeBron, when we did that, like when we'd have that, you know, back in the early, you know, 2010s with the Kobe LeBron debate. For me, what decided it for LeBron was was winning that championship. I think you gotta have that title to have the crown as the best player in the league. Even with Giannis, I did not say Giannis was the best player in the league until he won that championship. I think Joe Burrow is phenomenal, phenomenal. But I'm still saying it's Patrick Mahomes' league until Joe Burrow is hoisting that Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, and I completely agree. And I think Hector agrees with you too. Um, his comment about Mahomes too. Mahomes um has been the five consecutive AFC championship games that should give him the argument to be the best in the AFC for the time being. Yeah, you know, again, him and Reed. Again, he hasn't played on the road yet in the playoffs. You know, besides like that two bowl against Tampa Bay. Like he has he's always been at home. Like they've done a great job of finding a way to get home field advantage. They've been the one seed most of the time. Like they've done an unbelievable job, you know. Um again, he again that they're um you know that they're they're destined to be that next great dynasty and and i hate to say it in the nfl and, and in the afc but yeah they they've both done a um you know Mahomes done a phenomenal job getting there and the team's been awesome trying to find themselves to um you know being at playing find a way to play at home in their um playoff games yeah and and, and here's how and i was just, this is why hector's comment's a great comment the chiefs have been to five consecutive AFC championship games. They've hosted them. How many AFC championship games were the Kansas city chiefs in, in the 25 years previous to Patrick Mahomes? Zero. That is none. It was 1993 with Joe Montana against the bills was the last time. That's where you definitely can make a case for, for it still being Mahomes' league because five years in a row, the AFC champ, the AFC if to win the AFC, you have to go through Kansas City. You got to win it at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, two teams did I mean, the Patriots in 2018 and the Bengals last year. But to win the AFC, you got to go through uh, Kansas City. You haven't had to go through Cincinnati 
to win the AFC. But the last five years, you've had to go through Kansas City. That's that, that. There's two reasons why I think it's still his league. It's still, it's still his league right now, or even if he loses. You've had to go through Kansas City to, to get to the Super Bowl, and he's got that ring. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, the five straight, you know, AFC, they're the five, you know, executive appearance. It, again, that's, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's a great, um, you know, um, like it, it, you know, for the Chiefs and them, it's been a, you know, it, again, it, it's been a, their testament to that organization and what they've done. And cause they've always been a team that's always kind of been around the playoffs, you know, last like 20 years. Yeah. They were kind of always, I felt like missing that quarterback, that guy that took them above. And yeah, you know, Mahomes has had absolutely done that for him. You know, they felt like they've always had a pretty good team. Um, but yeah, I just again to me, um, are we, about to, are we about to new experience Brady? a new Brady? I think this is yeah. it. I think this is it. I think this is the new Peyton Brady. I absolutely think this is the new Peyton Brady. You could argue, you could, you were, you were thinking maybe Mahomes against Allen was going to be it. But they I think need, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Allen's got to have more success in the playoffs. He's got to have some Super Bowl appearances. This is it. This is it. If you look at these two quarterbacks, this is it. The, the, I think this we absolutely have the new we have the new Brady Manning. We thought it might be Allen again last year. I think after that divisional round game, we thought it we'd have you know yeah. Mahomes against. We thought Mahomes and Allen was the new Peyton Brady. I think we got it right now. Yeah, I think we do. You know, I think Buffalo. I know that's another discussion for another day. But yeah, they gotta they gotta get some pieces of winning in January, February because uh, they 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 don't have that all right now. At, with them right now so yeah till they kind of figure it out their their issues and, and get better yeah it's you know the chief it's the chiefs and Bengals. you know you know again if the Chargers make a head coaching move because it's not it's not going to happen with staley like if you know it's probably not going to happen but you know they could somehow get Sean Payton. i could say maybe herbert enters this discussion as well but until they get a better head coach i would say no so yeah it sounds like jo- or uh, lamar jackson is going to be moving on from baltimore so yeah, right now I think they I think you know the answer Texas question. I think yeah, this is absolutely that the new rivalry here in the AFC. Yeah, I mean I think Lawrence is obviously Lawrence going to come close. Yeah, I still think Josh still, Allen's yeah. is going to be in the mix. Herbert, yes, he needs a new he needs he needs a better coach, but also he needs to improve. He definitely needs yeah. to improve. And you talked about Lamar's future. I think absolutely right now we're looking at we're looking at the new the new Peyton Brady. That's going to be a, that that lasted for over lasted for almost fifteen years. I guarantee you this is going to last for 15 years too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Again, you know, I would assume Burrow's going to be here long term. Again, he grew up in Ohio. It seems like he's pretty happy there. I would, I would assume he's sticking around for the long term. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, can't disagree with you. I think, yeah, this is going to be the next robbery for a decade and a half, maybe longer. You know, Mahomes already locked up for a while. So, yeah, I think both these teams, the rosters they got, I think, you know, um, this, this is, this is absolutely going to be the new one. It should be, uh, should be fun decade, decade, next decade and a half for uh, these two franchises. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Absolutely. These two franchises are set up for success for the next decade. But the Patriots got the guy who they wanted to be. The Patriots got the guy they, they wanted as their, as their offensive coordinator. But before we talk about that, we're going to hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEG's Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. 
We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. All righty. So the Patriots got the guy they wanted to be the offensive co- their offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien. They brought they hired yesterday as the offensive coordinator. And I think this is going to definitely going to be an improvement. I think this is a step in the right direction, not a major step in the right direction for this team, but I think this is a little bit of a step in the right direction for this team. Now that Bill O'Brien is here, I'm hearing some of the Brady rumors. I don't think those are going to be true. I don't think there's going to be a reunion between him and Belichick, but I think, I think the biggest thing is I think this does help Mac Jones. I think now you have a competent, like you did in year one in his, in his rookie year, you now have a competent offensive mind, unlike having an absolute clown, having absolute, having two clowns like Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. I don't even know why those two guys are still on the staff. Those two should be unemployed right now. But but yes, this is a competent offensive mind for Mac Jones. But the Patriots cannot be done. This this is not going to solve all the Patriots' issues on offense. Yes, the coaching was horrendous on offense. That's why Jones took a step back. But they got to get some talent. They got to get a number one receiver, and they got to get a tackle in here. And if they don't get if they don't get if they don't get either, they're still in trouble. And even if they just get one and, and not and not the other, I still think they're going to be in trouble. There's, they still think there's no way they're competing with the Bills in the AFC East. This is a step in the right direction, but the Patriots got a lot of work to do if they're going to if they're going to compete with the Bills in the AFC East. I know the Bills had a terrible game on Sunday, but they are still superior to the New England Patriots right now. Yes, they absolutely are. Um, you know, they they still got work to do, but yeah, that, this is definitely a right you know it's definitely a good step right now going in that right direction because yeah the, the the coordinator again put calling them clowns is, is very putting it nice there's, there's a <laughs> yeah, lot yeah. worse you could you could say um <laughs> yeah, about yeah, those yeah. two um now joe joe could be our special teams coordinator i'm i'm fine we need we need help in that area but um i don't get i don't get why matt patricia's still on the staff but we'll get that i don't i i don't know either uh I, again I, i'm happy mayo's there because I, I think you know i think he's gonna be the next guy so the next head coach here, but yeah, but Patricia, I, I, I don't know. He may get a volunteer job maybe, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Cause his contract's up with the Lions, So I guess they weren't really paying him last year either. Like oh, he really? not wow. getting a ton. No, no, to be our old coordinator. But that's probably why. Cause he gave him a pay cut. Um, but yeah, going back, you know, it's, 
I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, but it sounds like there'll be players for Hopkins. I, I, I will see that when I believe it, but that would oh, that solve could, a lot that of issues. Could, that could be awkward. That could be awkward. I know Bill likes some of that could be very, very awkward with the way things ended in Houston with O'Brien and Hopkins. O'Brien was the yeah. one that traded DeAndre Hopkins. I think they're out of that sweepstakes, to be honest with you. I think with O'Brien, they're out of that. it because, because of the way O'Brien. But Bill Bill, Bill has final say, so O'Brien would have yeah, to live does. with it. If, if, if there is a reunion and O'Brien could admit he was absolutely wrong for trading DeAndre Hopkins three years ago, that was one of the worst trades I've ever seen in my life when he traded DeAndre yeah. Hopkins for a second-round pick. But Bill loves him. Bill loves DeAndre Hopkins. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're in that sweepstakes. And, and O'Brien doesn't have say over that. But, but yeah, that would – that would yeah, I know there's an issue. I still think there's an issue between O'Brien and Hopkins. But that would be huge for the Patriots if they can go out. If they can go out and – this would be the dream scenario. If they can go out and sign Orlando Brown and they can go out and mm. trade for DeAndre Hopkins, that would be the dream scenario for this team in the offseason. But I, I, knowing the Patriots, I, they're probably not doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, or, or they'll still get I, one and not get the other. Yep, yeah, they'll do something like that, yeah. I, I, I know Hopkins right now is still kind of like a – I'll see it when I believe it, but I, I forgot about the Texan situation there with Tim and Hopkins. So, yeah, that puts a damper on things because uh, they, they definitely need one, you know, because it does not sound like they're resigning Aguilar. Obviously, I would think they bring back Myers, but who knows. Yeah, they definitely need a tackle. They're, you know, the offensive line – issues need to kind of get fixed you know bringing another tackle will be really nice here um you know your running back rooms i think kind of set i don't think damon harris coming back but yeah i think mac jones you know i read you know is happy that bill o'brien's coming back in again the one thing i was worried about this year is, is mac jones is going to lose confidence in his ability but i think you saw in week 18 that it's still there and i think he still believes that he could play in this league you know, that he's not totally broken. I was worried that he was going to get broken after this year. I don't think that's the case. And that's where it's a make or break year for him. You know, I, I defend him a lot this year, but now with O'Brien coming in, this is a huge year for him. He's got to, he's got to get into the playoffs at least. He's got to continue to improve. I thought he played a lot better down the stretch in the final month, but yeah, it's a make or break year for Mac. I feel like Brian O'Brien definitely going to help. And I think it's only going to help his confidence, but yeah, now it's now, now it's okay. How can we improve this to help out Mac Jones even more on the field with better talent? Absolutely. And it really, if he gets better talent this year and he, and, and with Bill O'Brien, if he has the same year he had last year, he's not your franchise quarterback. That's it. This year, he has the excuse of the organization not doing what they were supposed to do in the offseason, put, putting nothing or they put nothing around him in the off in the offseason. The best they did was Devontae Parker. And then having the horrific idea to make Matt Patricia as the de facto mm. offensive coordinator. That was pathetic. There was, I, let, let me tell you, I did not blame Mac Jones for getting frustrated about that. That was absolutely pathetic. And, and, and I, and, and I don't think he lost his confidence because everybody outside of new England knew how dumb that idea was. Mm. I think that was a big reason Mac Jones didn't lose his confidence and knew he could still play because everybody outside of, outside of new England knew how stupid that was to, to, to yeah. Matt Patricia lead the offense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And, you know, because I got worried, too, there at the confidence issue was one of the zappy chants came out, you know, with the Bears. Like, I thought that was kind of could be the which, end, which, you which, know, you, that, which you knew, which you never want, which you never wanted Zappy no. to be the quarterback in the first place. I mean, he had two games no. against two. Oh, he played the yeah, Lions at the right time and he played a horrific Browns, Browns defense and had and had, you, and, and, and had good games. You saw on that Monday night, the second half of that Monday night game, what Bailey Zappy was and, and a guy who's probably yeah. never getting another shot in the league to start a game. 
No, absolutely not. Not probably not with the Patriots ever again. So yeah, you know, again, it, it you know that's kind of where I kind of felt like all right, the, could things be turning? But no, it, it didn't. Again, for everything that went bad this year, if they either beat the Bears or or just beat the Raiders, they were in the playoffs. Like it's like I know for how know. bad of a yeah. year thing could have been, we we're still right there for the playoffs. So that's your where, defense was a big reason for that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. You know, for our our defense. Um. Yeah, with Judon and Uche, just the way they, they played this year were, were huge. So, yeah, you know, it's, this team is still pretty close with that defense. But, yeah, now it can – that offense kind of take another step in the right direction because, again, yeah, you're, you're – you know, again, I know we're not going to win 12, 13 games even maybe with some – you know, just with a couple improvements, it's not going to be that dramatic or drastic, I don't think. But, look, you know, if we can get 10, 11 wins, you know, win a game in the playoffs, I think we'll take that for now. I'll take – I will personally take that for now. Give Jones another year. Give him a little bit more. I want to see him next year. Like my goal for him next year is let's get to the playoffs and let's win a game in the playoffs and then, you know, go from there with, with the future. But that that's kind of what I'm looking at for him. Cause yeah, um, you can't really blame him from last year with everything around. And yeah, with all the frustrations, I hated how some of those Patriot players, like the former guys were kind of going after him. It's like, come on. Like, which is ridiculous. Yeah. The Patriots didn't put him in a position to succeed last year. No, I was happy he was he was voicing his out his frustrations. You know, we don't usually see Patriots guys do that. I was happy he was doing that. You know, again, I don't know why people got so upset about him. I'm like, I, I get you're not supposed to be, you know, lashing out your coaches, you know, or, or kind of acting like that. I, but I'm like, okay, but like, yeah, but but he saw better coaching and yeah. and, and 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 at Alabama than he saw here in his second year. So yeah, he knows what great coaching is. That's why he was frustrated. Yeah, you know, again, Matt, he even said it, I think, you know, I don't know if it was, like, when he first got introduced here, but, like, one of his first press conferences, you know, he's talking about, like, coming here and he knew he was going to get coached hard. Like, you know, that's what he – he he likes that. He like again, coming from Saban. You know, again, he didn't get that last year. So, like, yeah, you, I, you know, for him – coaches that didn't know what they were doing last no, year. No. Again, so the, the we ran four plays last year. We ran a screen. We ran a dive. We ran, you know – some dumb slant routes that are just wouldn't work. You know, we run combat, you know, these routes where the four wide receivers are staying in the same spots, you know, like it, we didn't have any creativity last year. And now with, um, and when the two times we did with Jones, it worked or with, um, with, uh, Mark Jones, it worked, but you know, we didn't really ton do a ton, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, you know, Mac Mac wants to be coached hard and he wants to kind of get better and his staff to kind of push him hard. And yeah, you, you, you know, you've said it. He, that that was not the case. They got you had two guys that were, are, are absolutely clueless and did not deserve that job title. And again, that's where I I kind of did get a little bit frustrated with Bill this year because um, just kind of felt like this team could have been better. And he didn't he didn't put the team in the best spot to win football games this year. And again, that that that's on him. And I know that the stubbornness with him, I get it. I get he likes having his own guys in his room and guys that he knows. But you know, sometimes you got to go against your green if it's for the better of the team. Absolutely, absolutely. And and the thing is, is with Bill O'Brien, you know Mac Jones will be coached hard. You remember him and Brady going at it on the mm-hmm. sidelines. He's going to be coached really, really hard with, with the with, with Bill O'Brien. And here's the thing: this is a step. But if they want to, if they want to play with the big boys next year, if they want to be competing with Buffalo, if they want to be competing with uh, with Cincinnati and Kansas City, and even Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence in the AFC, if they want to be competing with the big boys, they have got to do stuff. They have to make moves to improve this offense. If they don't. It may be a little bit of an improvement, but they won't be competing with the Bills or the Chiefs or the Bengals if they don't make improvements to the to, to this personnel on offense. 
No, absolutely not. They, they, they won't stand a chance. You can only, again, in 2023, you can only rely so much on your defense nowadays. It's just, it, it's tough to win playing defense first. Um, yeah, you're going to have to win your offense. You're going to, they're going to actually have to make it some, some changes out there. Uh, you know, again, Hopkins would absolutely be a nice get, but yes, that's, that's, a, that's still right now with the Patriots. That's, that's, that's a pipe dream. I feel that maybe not as much as a pipe dream, but yeah, that's still kind of for me, believe it when I see it, if we bring in Hopkins, cause I just, part of it is I just don't know what the assets we have that the Cardinals really want is the other problem with this, with this trade, with the O'Brien text and stuff with, with Hopkins. But yeah, you know, if this offense could get it's offense, 100% has to get better. Um, because I do, I still do absolutely believe that if you give Mac Jones enough talent, he's a guy that, you know, it'll be very tough in the AFC, but I think he's a guy that could be good enough to get you to a Super Bowl if you put enough around him. I feel like he can be the guy, but they got to help him out because he's he's not Tom Brady. He's he just he cannot fill all your holes for you. It just it just does not happen. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll see what the Patriots do in the offseason to improve their offense. But we got to talk about a big game in store tonight between Xavier and UConn. Xavier is in first place in the Big East at eight and one. UConn five and five. Uh, they had a good win against a team they should be in Butler. So uh, is this these teams they met up earlier in the season on, on New Year's Eve? Xavier won by ten points. I think what's got to happen tonight for you kind of win the game. I think Hawkins got to be better. I think uh, Carabin has got to be better, and Joey Cal has got to be better off the bench. They got to shoot the three ball better than they did the last time. I think that's a big key in this game, and they got to contain you know either Fremantle, Nunge, or Boom. They got to complain. Got to contain Eric Jones because the Xavier's got a lot of scores on that. Uh, Sean Miller's done a really good job. Xavier's got scores. They got to contain two of their four starters to win this game. And I think they actually win this game tonight because they're at Gamble. This team has played outstanding at Gamble. I do think they win the game tonight, but here's the, here's the thing for UConn. They've, they have not since, since the tournament in Oregon, they have not beaten a tournament team. The three teams in the big, the, the three teams they've played in the biggies that are going to the tournament. They did beat Creighton. I'll give them that one. They beat, they beat Creighton at home, but the three teams that are, you know, tournament teams, in my opinion, Xavier Marquette, and Providence, they didn't beat either of those teams on the road. They got to come back and beat all those. They got to beat, beat at least two of those three teams at home for me to have confidence in this team in March. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. You know, the, the, the revenge tour starts now. Crane, I think, is sneaking back in the tournament. I think they're right. Most no, Lenardi actually, so Lenardi shockingly had them as a nine seed. I don't get how they're a nine oh, seed. I put them 10 or I put them in the play in at like 11 seed right now. That's kind of where I, I kind of have them sitting at right now. Um, nine, you know, Lenardi is not a, you know, doesn't really seem like a big, 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 biggest guy. Doesn't, but, um, you know, yeah, but yeah, for tonight for Xavier against Xavier, they're, they don't play any defense whatsoever. And the thing that frustrated me so much in that first game on New Year's Eve is Fremantle and Nunji do not play any defense on the block. We took nine free throws. Go to the basket. It ain't hard. It's it, I know her guards aren't great at that. I knew it started. To, it's starting to kind of do that again, which is nice. But get to the basket. This team plays zero defense. Zero. They're giving up eighty points per game in Big East play. Eighty. Wow. Get in to the, Big East play. In, in, in Big East yeah. play, eighty points. That's crazy. Yeah, they're scoring eighty-five. So that's what they you know. John Miller. John Miller was never a great defensive guy. He's. Offenses are pretty good. Defensively, but they're but not I'm, good. But I'm telling you, I think that's why Xavier could make make a run because they do play offense. They do. My worry is I do not trust Sean Miller in March. I, I have zero faith in him. I've 
he has schooled me too many times in, in March, and I I'm done taking his teams to go on runs. He he's burnt me too many times before. So, um, but yeah, you know, this is Xavier's first road test of the year. You know, Biggie's play, they've gone to DePaul, Villanova, which I know is a tough place, but it's not the same. No, but they're team. not good this they, year at all. No, no, it's tough year for Neptune. And they've gone to Georgetown and St. John's. They have not played in a tough road environment yet and, this year. And St. John's was probably at like Karnaseka instead of the guard. Oh, yeah, it's like Karnaseka. Yeah, so that that that's that's not an intimidating place to play. Now, they got us on the road tonight, and then they got at Creighton Saturday. This is a big week for Xavier. UConn's won 21 straight at Gamble. Their last loss was at probably the worst game I ever, well, one of them, St. Joe's and back in 2019 when Ryan Daly came in there and put up 35 on us. That I was making fun of him. He's like a five-foot in nine and he just didn't miss and, and warm up. So I'm like, this guy's got to be a walk on it. That's crazy. They haven't and, lost a gamble in like four years. That's crazy. 2019. Yeah. This is discounting that the non, um, the, oh, the, the non-COVID besides, year. Yeah. The non-COVID oh, the, you're not COVID year. Yeah. Not because there's no fans, you know? Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. Yeah. I think the atmosphere, I know it's going to snow tonight, but I don't know, but I think the atmosphere is still going to be excellent in that building. Oh yeah, it always is at Gamble. The students are back now, so yeah, I I'm going and I can't wait. It should be a fun one. Uh, it's gonna be a shootout, absolute shootout. But yeah, you know, UConn and I, I think get to the basket. Hawkins has got to play well. He had a good talk with Ray Allen. Ray Allen was in stores a couple. The week actually, we after we were kind of talking about UConn um, before the show. He was there Saturday because he was at the uh, he's at Hoopal. So he had a good conversation with the team and Jordan Hawkins. And you know, I think Hawkins kind of has been a little bit more aggressive, but yeah, you know, big spots again, getting transition. And Hurley said too, I, I'll see it when I believe it, but Hurley says he needs to go more off script. And that was something last year. I kind of yelled him out about because again, he is way too structured and everybody knows your sets. Yes. I, I hope they do go off structure tonight. You know, I'll see it when I believe it, but I'm hoping. Um, and then the last thing I guess too, is Hurley, I guess is, uh, He'll be wearing his mask again tonight because I guess for superstition, which is good because the rep that he called a blank clown at, at the Nova game will be roughing. So that's one of his good <laughs> buddies. So that that loves to uh to uh make him mad. So hopefully under that mask, that the ref can't really hear him tonight. So that may be advantage too for the Husky tonight. Yeah, they got to to beat the Xavier team. They got to push the pace. They got to push the pace. Yes. You know, because you know Xavier's going to score, so they're going to have to push the pace to win this game. Absolutely. Again, last week at St. Hall, that first half, they went up. They were up-tempo. They were in transition. For whatever reason, the second half, they stopped They stopped trying to get in transition. This team's got so many athletes. Yeah, if they can get some three-on-twos, some odd man rushes, you know, breaks. Again, they, they, they'll they get buckets. Again, they're so much better when they're in transition. So, yeah, absolutely. I think they rank in, like, the mid-hundreds right now in tempo. That should be up much higher. I think Xavier's, like, 14th, so... Tonight's going to be a shootout. Like tonight, I both teams, I, I I'd be shocked if both teams don't get into the 80s. So it's going to be a shootout. They're going to have to run with them again. Hopefully, yeah. Some guys you mentioned, Cal Calcaterra, if he can hit some shots off the bench, they're going to need some scoring off the bench tonight. So ho hopefully that's the case. So yeah, it's it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a very up and down game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It should be a very exciting game tonight between those two teams. But we're going to wrap the show talking about the Hall of Fame. And Scott Rowland gets into the Hall of Fame. Former Philly won a World Series with the Cardinals, played for the Blue Jays and the Reds. He gets it. He's the, he, I think Fred McGriff is going in too. I think the Veterans Committee voted him in. But, you know, the, the BBWA, the only guy they vote in is Scott Rowland to get into the Hall of Fame. And I, I, I think, yeah, I'm happy for Scott Rowland. But how do you not vote? How is Jeff Kent getting like 42% of the vote? 
I don't understand that at all. I just do not understand how Jeff Kent gets 42% of the vote. I, I don't understand that at all. He was an MVP and Scott Rowland wasn't. I just don't understand the BBWA at times. It's just such a hard Hall of Fame to get into. I mean, I know A-Rod went up a little bit, and it's going to be hard for any of the steroid guys to get in, but I just don't understand the BBWA at all. Yeah, I don't either. You know, Beltran, I was surprised, got 55 it's only around there. I was surprised Carlos Beltran got that much for the Astros stuff. I, I was surprised he got that much. Um, but yeah, I, I just, again, it's a popularity contest, I feel like, with these voters. Like, if they like you, if you're good to the media, you'll be fine, you know? Because some of the, a lot of these steroid guys, they, they weren't big media guys, it feels like, and, and they weren't great in press conferences, or they just were not easy to talk to. And I feel like it echoes against them, which should have zero effect on if you get voted into Hall of Fame or not. I think it's ridiculous. I thought another one with, with Jeff Kent was Andrew Jones. I think Andrew Jones, I know Scott Rowland's a good player. He's a good overall player, but I thought Andrew Jones is, you know, as good as Scott Rowland was or even a little bit better. Like, I think Andrew Jones is another one who should should get should have got more votes as well. So, you know, not to take like Scott Rowland. I thought, you know, he's a great all-around player. But, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I they, it's funny when they go on Twitter, like the writers go on Twitter and they, like, they brag about they didn't vote anybody in. It's like they take pride in that, and it's like, why like why are you doing this so you just take pride not to vote anybody in i just i i just it's just dumb i don't again that's that's it's i i I don't know i just don't i don't i don't get what i don't get it like aren't you supposed to like love this job and kind of be somebody that yeah helps somebody one of the best in the sport get in get in the hall of fame i don't know i just don't get it i i don't get what goes on these writer's heads i don't know yeah i don't either I, i i i i don't either i don't either but that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with R- Sports Talk with RJ. For Justin Anafrio, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week ta- recapping the conference championship games, starting to preview the Super Bowl, and giving you any NBA or college basketball news that comes our way. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is, av- is availability. Saquon Barkley. He's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Showing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.